0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Where There's Will podcast, hosted by yours truly, Will. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by the fact that I have been laid off from my job as of two weeks ago. And um, while that is a big bummer, I'm here to talk about the mental struggle that having gone through... Um, a layoff entails from my perspective. um, Kind of help those to know that they are not alone in this, especially if you're going through a tough time right now, um, having been laid off from your job. Unfortunately, the economy is heading towards, um, they've been saying it's been heading towards a recession for, I couldn't tell you how long now. Um, But a big part of that is, unfortunately, a lot of people are losing their jobs right now. So, Again, big bummer, but i um, here to discuss it, you know, and to hope that this helps someone out there feel a little bit better about the situation. Yeah, so the whole brand behind Where There's a Will podcast, just so you guys know, is really to, again, where there's a will, there's a way. And there's always a will with me, so there's always a way through something. And it's really to discuss life's t- challenges, wins what have you. General advice that people can come on the channel and share. So let's get started. So story time, real quick. This is actually not the first time I've ever been laid off. Uh, The first time I was ever laid off was back in 2015. I had just finished college and um, around that time I was working for radio shack anyone remembers what radio shack is it was a electronics retailer if you're a little bit older you should know what that is um but essentially it was like a a really a really not great best buy uh (laughs) and i worked there for i think two and a half years while i was in college um and the entire time i was working there just you know you knew that the company was doing terrible i mean the writing was on the wall we were making no sales i mean i would have days where i would literally sit around the store and just sit there and hope that a customer comes in just so i could talk to somebody most of the time you had one of the person you were working with uh the people that i was working with were a little bit older than me and let's say a lot a bit older actually and then uh weirdly enough my boyfriend at the time (laughs) was also working there it was a really weird moment in my life and that can be unpacked in a different episode. But yeah, so I would sit there sometimes eight hours in a day and have no customers come in. And it was wild. And so the fact that I'm sitting here and was shocked that our store was going to be closed was really, uh, for some reason, shocking. And, and I think that that comes down to maybe the psychology of like, working and thinking you have job security when you really don't and i'm not a psychologist but i will say that there definitely is science there that i've looked into where you know people have this false sense of security when they have a job and understand that employers job in most states are at will employment meaning that at any time either party can terminate the employment contract meaning your employment with the company for any reason it doesn't have to be for any specific reason as long as it's not a discriminatory a discriminatory reason the company can do whatever they want so yeah so that was the first time i was ever laid off i was devastated i had an apartment at the time i had to pay for i had a few other bills i had student loans that were going to be happening and i was just like oh my god what am i going to do and Um, I did what I thought I had to do, which was I, you know, applied to a bunch of other retail jobs. I, at this point had a bachelor's degree in business administration and, but, but for some reason I sold myself short and I started applying to retail jobs. I I told myself, I can't get any jobs. I can't, I'm not qualified for these jobs. I'm educated. I have this bachelor's degree, but I'm not, I'm not qualified for the jobs. When I was looking at job descriptions back then, I'm seeing job descriptions that are wanting, you know, you know. 5, 10, 15 years of experience. I didn't have that. I I had just graduated college, right? And I had worked up until this point in retail and fast food. Um so I had no experience. So what I did was I ended up applying to Dollar General. Probably one of the worst mistakes I ever made in my life, um working in retail and I got the job on the spot. I didn't even interview for it and I became an assistant manager uh, for no reason. And in you know, in five months down the line, I would understand exactly why that happened and the fact that I was probably the most competent employee that the store had at the time um, and really was putting in all my effort to really make a difference. And I, I'm, and that's the type of person I am. I will put forth all the effort in the world for a company um, and a job because I care about my work product. A work product says a lot about you as a person. And while I am not, um, you know, I'm not all about the corporate life and I'm not all about supporting big businesses and what have you, but my work product is a is a direct, you know, line of my personality and, and just my, you know, drive. So I wasn't gonna short anybody. And I took this job, I was treated terribly. I got spotty hours, you know, and it was rough. I had a lot of bills to pay for having just got out of college and I wasn't making really any money. And eventually I got myself out of that rut and, you know, really told myself, no, you deserve more and you're going to get more. And so this is when I landed my first sales job. Granted, it was at um, a telecommunications company selling cell phones in a store. But when I tell you that they make a lot of money, they make a ton of money. Um, If you have ever been into Verizon, for example, and you go to buy a new phone, you're buying a new phone, but you're also buying a ton of accessories while you're there. Well, that person you're working with is paid a, a general salary, which is decent. It's much more than what you're gonna be making in retail. And they're paid a commission check at the end of the month based on all that they've sold. Even if they're not meeting their sales targets, they're still getting paid commission every single month. And so there's a lot of money there. And that's really where I began my growth in as far as my, like, you know, development in working in real world jobs. Um, From there, I went into an office job and the rest is kind of history, you know. And so that was the first time I was ever laid off. And it was really traumatic for me. Um, No one seemed to care. When people came into the store, they were just like, oh my gosh, it's so, you know, so sad to see that you guys are closing. I don't know where we're going to go for our stuff. And, you know, how am I going to get what I need to get? And, you know, well, you would think your sales are better than this if you guys are going out of business. I mean, these are just the types of comments people would come in with. And it was just really kind of fucked up. Like it was just not cool. And, you know, there's no thought that went into their heads about how this is affecting the workers of this store mentally. You know they're going through a lot they're losing their means of an income their way to support themselves their family what have you and you're coming in and complaining that sales aren't a little bit better or that you're not going to be able to get what you need anymore like get over yourself so keep this in mind especially in retail if you're going into a store where they're closing those companies too the liquidation companies that take over retail locations um, are terrible so most people probably don't know this but If you work at a retail location, like a normal Kmart, Walmart, whatever, Kmart's probably the best example at this point, those companies that own those stores actually sell them off to wholesaler companies who literally all they're there to do is sell every single thing in that store. You now work for them. um, And so they tell you how you're going to do your job They do not care about you. All they care about is making sure that you sell as much as you possibly can as quickly as you can because they are trying to strip that store clean. So you now have the added pressure of you're losing your job. You have this other company that's now managing you that you didn't sign up to work for originally, and they're also treating you kind of like garbage. That's just how it is. Um, So keep that in mind. If you're going into a store and they're going through a closing, be kind and courteous because this is what the people are really dealing with, and it's a lot. So again, food for thought there. So let's get into the thick of uh, my most recent layoff. And this is a big one because I'm much older now. I have been in my professional career for over six years working in the same line of you know, career field. I've been working in the same career field now for over six years. And I have a lot of experience in my career field. I am highly marketable. I am you know, I am very well knowledgeable in the area in which I work. So long story short, I was working for a startup company. And I can't name the company and I can't really tell you much about what they did because I had to sign an agreement that I wouldn't do that in order to get the severance pay that they were so kind to provide me. So essentially, I worked for an insurance company um, in the tech field. And I managed a team of people who were in charge of working claims for this company. And we had several companies that we worked with that we handled claims for. Well, at first things were just not okay. There was a lot of workload. There was a lot of issues. I fixed all of that, by the way, fixed it all. And about a year in the company decides, Hey, we're going to bring on this third party to help with all of your claims operations. And i was like okay we could use the help we were super behind and you know the company wasn't offering really any other resources at the time so i welcomed it should have saw the end game at that point i didn't it's similar to radio shack where i you know i saw the writing on the wall but i just didn't pay close enough attention and i really should have so fast forward to you know end of summer my team really doesn't have any work to do and this other team is doing all of the work and i kept voicing this issue to my supervisor who just kept telling me, no, no, it'll pick up. It'll everything will be fine, whatever. Well, let me tell you something. If your boss is saying things like that to you and you can see the writing on the wall, I think it's time for you to assess where you're at and probably look for something else because unfortunately they're probably looking to get rid of yourself or your department, which is what happened in my case. I had no idea that this was happening. I was possibly going to be promoted just three weeks prior. This was the conversation I had with my supervisor just three weeks prior that I was going to possibly be promoted. And then three weeks later, I'm losing my job. And it's really, really hard to log in on a Monday morning and have them tell you you're no longer employed with them. And they just go over their spiel of like, we're so sorry why this happened. You're going to get information from HR. Please send back your laptop. I mean, it just goes on and on. And they ambush you in these conversations. They really don't let you know that they're planned ahead of time. Sidebar, if you're one of those companies where you've got one of those calendars, you can see everything and everyone's doing all the time. If you get a time slot put on your calendar and you don't know what the meeting's for, check to see if other people have a similar time slot on their calendar. Because if your company's going through a mass layoff, you're going to see something like that. I mean, that's not something that the company can hide easily. My company is small and they played it smart on their side of things, I suppose, and did not do this. They did not put time slots on people's calendars. All they did was on Monday morning, right at nine o'clock, they're like, Hey, you got a minute to talk and then ambushed you with HR and your supervisor on the call, basically letting you go. So something to keep out a lookout for. Um, again, I saw the writing on the wall, didn't pay attention, whatever. I'm not here to sit here and have people feel sorry for me or feel some type of way about how I am looking at this layoff. Um, In full transparency, do I think it's complete bullshit? Yes, I think it's complete bullshit. But we need to move on. Life is about growth and perseverance. And again, where there's a will, there's a way. And so Something will happen, something will work out, and I know that. And so this podcast is for those who are struggling through this, and you you are also unsure of where your life is going. I promise you it will work out. Things always work out, not without a little effort, though. You're going to have to put in some effort to figure it out. And so, you know, we'll talk through that. So some things to think about early on here as you're navigating this time, really is to think about how you're going to safeguard yourself financially in the near future now you're going to hear a billion and a half financial gurus or whatever on youtube and your social media your instagram tiktok whatever and they're going to say you need to have an emergency fund you need to have an emergency fund and i am also here to tell you that that is so very important okay Here's, this, here's the deal. And I'm going to be just very real and transparent here. Again, I'm not being negative here. I just want you to understand and have a plan in case this happens to you. So I had an inkling, like I said, I the whole time through, I was like, something's not right here. Something feels off about the situation, right? This, this lack of work, bringing on this third party to do some of the work at my company. I was like, no nah, this doesn't feel right and sometimes you have to trust your intuition and your gut to know that something isn't right so i did that and i started hyper saving and i was lucky enough that i was making a, a very good wage um, over this past year and a half at this at this job i had and so i would put away quite a bit of money in savings and i don't have as much money in savings as i would like to have had i was really looking to save to go into an investment property or what have you but It doesn't matter. At this point, uh, I had a decent amount in savings and I purposefully made sure that I set enough money in my emergency fund that if something were to happen, that I can support myself without any other financial support for at least six months. Now, again, I have a significant other. We have a house together. I have a mortgage payment. I have a a nice truck, so I have a decent payment on that Um, and other bills to pay for, student loans, things like that that have come up. And so I set aside again at least six months of emergency funds to safeguard myself because I knew that if something happened in the future that you know there's gonna be a transition period because if I'm the one electing to end my work with another company, I'm gonna be searching for a job while I already have a job so there's no gap. And I've always done that and I suggest that you do that too. But if you're getting let go from a company, you really can't control that outcome. You have to be able to pivot quickly and have a plan. So the first thing is, is getting that emergency fund is vitally important. The other thing is to look at your your expenses and to see where you can cut. So after I found out that I would be losing my job, I cut everything that was not essentially important to me and meaning that that's not a bill that I can't get out of or something that doesn't help my well-being. You know, I keep the things that give me mental stability because you're gonna need it during this time You know and so one of the things that it's fun fact about me i like to game i'm not good at it i love to do it so my xbox um online subscription my game pass subscription i kept that it's just something that gives me a little bit of joy something that can distract me from the situation and so i kept that as one of the expenses another thing you might keep maybe is like your gym membership or maybe it's your spotify account because you really love listening to music plan that you know, $10, 15 $20 a month, whatever it is for that subscription that gives you happiness now, plan for that in your emergency fund so you can continue to have that piece of joy if something were to happen, right? The other thing too is find joy in life by doing stuff that you normally may not have done, you didn't have time to do. Take a day during the week, instead of looking for a job, maybe you go on a bike ride or a walk or you go, you know, get coffee, do some exploring in your, in your city or whatever area you live in you're in the mountains go take a hike that's what I would do you know but like find something that gives you joy so think about these things ahead of time when you're thinking about your emergency fund it's not just about the money that you're going to need for the absolute necessities I think that an emergency fund should encompass all of the things you're going to need to make it through a period of time without having an income so that's the first thing and then the next thing is like having a plan for your loans your student loans your whatever kind of loans you can kind of control And I want to be very clear on this. I think that a lot of people get confused and think that, like, they're stuck in these loans. And and you are, okay? You've signed an agreement, you've signed a, a note, and you're saying you're going to pay it back. However, if you're in federal student loans, there are tens of programs out there that allow you to have, like, a zero monthly payment, which if you are unemployed and have no income, you will qualify for. So the first thing that I did was I called my loan servicer, and I wasn't going to go on an income plan. I was making enough money to just pay the standard amount because I just wanted to get it done and over with. Well, things changed, plan changed. I contacted them and I said, hey, listen, I've lost my job and I cannot pay. What can you do? More than willing to help, got me on a zero monthly payment plan, you know, so for the near future, I don't have to make any payments. And they were like, by the way, if you get employed and you start making money again and you want to pay towards these loans, you absolutely can while you're on this plan. And you should, I mean, that that breaks down, it, it basically lowers your overall balance um, of your loan. And a lot of the repayment plans, if you go like on the safe plan, you're not paying interest on the loan payments. They are paying the interest for you through the government. So that's great. And it's a great way to, again, lower that monthly income without really sacrificing your financial future, because you're not always gonna be in this and you're gonna have to pay them back eventually. So think about that when you're moving forward. Something you can do on your private student loans if you haven't. You can request a forbearance. Now forbearance works a little bit differently. Forbearance, you're gonna have to pay some interest on the period of time that you're in forbearance, which is kind of, again, a little bullshit, but like it's better than nothing, right? It's better than having to make the monthly payment that you really can't afford to make. So do it. Do it for however long you want. Most companies will allow up to a year. Most times they break it into like three month segments though. So keep that in mind when you are trying to request forbearance on any private student loans, because it's something they're gonna talk to you about. The next thing is unemployment. And you know what? If, you, if it's like a prideful thing, like don't even go there. Um, personally speaking, I filed for unemployment the day that I lost my job. And I'm sorry, but the way that I look at that is that benefit is there specifically for this reason. You have lost your job. And unfortunately, it's something that was out of your control. And you qualify for the benefit that you've been paying into for years and years. You should absolutely be claiming that. Use it to help you, support you in this time of your financial, you know, issues. That's what it's there for. The process is tedious. Don't let the process rule you. Make sure you just do your research online. If you can't find what you're looking for, what I did is I went to my local unemployment office and I figured it out in person because the website was just not working, was not giving me the information I needed. So I went to the local office to figure it out. The people there were very helpful and I'm all set up on it. Haven't received any payments yet, but that does isn't surprising to me because it's only been two weeks at this point. So, you know, stay tuned. I might complain about that in the future if I don't get any. But again, something to keep in mind. And then just knowing that like you did not do this to yourself. OK, you didn't cause this. If you were not laid off or if you were not fired from your job, meaning like your performance was not there. The company fired you for that reason. That's a different conversation. That's a totally different topic. You should have an emergency fund for that, but a lot of the things I've been talking to you about might become an issue to try to help you in this time, but I'm talking you were just straight up laid off from your company. You didn't do anything wrong. The company downsized. The company, you know, restructured. They moved. They got rid of the department. That's what I'm talking about. In your mind, like you did not do this to yourself, so don't beat yourself up about it. The first few days after being laid off, I kept saying, oh, my God, I'm such a loser. Like, I'm a loser. I, you know, my success is defined by the job that I have, which I think is stupid in our society. Honestly, that's actually very inaccurate. Your success is defined, I think, by your drive and your experience to better yourself and better your life. Your success is what you define it as, not what other people define your success as. So keep that in mind but this is going to be a hard time. It it is hard to go through something like this and it could be a traumatic family event, it could be a medical emergency. I've had one of those too and it's just so mentally taxing and it's so financially straining and just remember that you did not do this to yourself. This is something that unfortunately just happens and you know, to shed some light on this, to to kind of really put it in t- to perspective. On average, I looked up I looked at some t- statistics on this because I was I was questioning this myself and I was really feeling down to the dumps about how much of a loser I was, <laughs> which I'm not. But you know that's the thought I was having, and so I was searching. I was like, how many people actually go through layoffs? And the number's kind of shocking. Not something that I would think. The number is 40 plus percent of people will at some point in their lifetime go through a layoff. It's just what happens. Industries change, technology changes, circumstances changes, the economy changes, and there's nothing that those people did working in those jobs to cause them to lose their job. It's just an un- outside source, uncontrolled, that caused the situation. And we could argue that it's always in pursuit of these big businesses and the pursuit of you know, profits for themselves, profits for their shareholders, which, again, is another conversation that, could be had but not something i want to focus on right now but just the positive aspect of you're not alone and this happens to a lot of other people unfortunately and something that i found recently on tiktok that i think is something to think about if you're if you're like me and you're pretty well into your career you've really built up your skills and ability in that career you want to stay in that career path you've been in leadership in that career path and you really don't want to take a step down something to think about is what's called a patch job and i did not know what the i knew what the premise of this idea was without knowing that that's what it's called um but essentially it's like you do what you have to do in the interim take a job that maybe you don't necessarily want to take just to make ends meet if it's something you have to do do it it's not lessening yourself it's not lessening the experience you've had it's doing what you've had to do to survive during this time. And so if that's something you need to do, do it. But again, the idea of this, I did not come up with on my own. I found it on TikTok of all places, of course. But um, there's somebody that I follow. She's like a, she's essentially like a employment coach, guru, what have you, a coach, um, career coach, I guess is the best way to say it. Denise Conroy, um, again, you'll find her on TikTok. But she talks about this idea of what a patch job is. And a patch job is just that. It's just a filler job that you take for the interim just to make ends meet while you search for the one job that you know you're meant to be doing. And you may not even put this job on your resume. Um, You know, if that happens to me, I probably would do the same. You know, if I don't find the one job that's specific to what I want to be doing and where I see myself as a fit, a patch job might be the, you know, the step that I make. But knowing that it's okay and that there are people like herself who've been in all ranks in a company, all the way to a CEO telling you that it's okay to do this if you have to. And I just know that that gave me a lot of reassurance. And so I hope that that gives you reassurance. But yeah, talk. You know, follow some TikTok career coaches. Talk to a career coach in real life if you can afford to do so. They can help you through this time, help you market yourself to land you a position. But that's all i really wanted to talk about today this is just the beginning of this journey for me through being laid off so i might make more episodes in the future about it i know i'll make more episodes about just you know general help health in general you know ways to get through things challenges that i've been up against challenges that my guests have been up against and ways to overcome that and also small wins and huge wins that need to be celebrated might also be on this channel so I appreciate you taking the time to listen through this episode. I hope you found it informative. I want you to know, again, you are not alone if you're going through this situation. I totally feel for you and I know exactly how you're feeling. Just keep going. Do what you can. Persevere. But again, till next time, appreciate y'all listening to this podcast. Follow us on all your social media platforms. I'm going to have them launched on all of them at some point. So just find me there. And until then... Take care of yourself and I'll see you on the next one.